0: It's the dogcast number two thirty-four. Bulldogs versus Gamecocks. Hey, we get Tavares King back this week. Dog fans, it's the Dog Cast, episode number 235, and we're back in the bunker to bring you the pregame show, Dogs vs. Gamecocks, this Saturday at noon. You know, Old Dog, uh, normally we kick off these shows, we start talking about keys to the victory and all the kind of thing, but there's only one story in town right now, and I want to get, I want to talk about it and get past it as quickly as possible. The A.J. Green story, Old Dog. Uh broke out today, I don't know, I guess it was around about five o'clock or something like that, whenever it broke. About AJ Green. He sold a autographed independence bowl jersey to a person who meets the definition of an agent, according to the NCAA, for a thousand dollars, and received a four game suspension, old dog. Um I, you know, Everybody's pissed. I, I, I said a lot of things on Twitter. I was mad about it. Um, I'm really disappointed in AJ. Everybody's ever, to me, everybody's focusing on, Oh, the suspension at four games is too much. And, Oh my God, the sky is falling. We can't play without AJ and it's the end times. And how can we possibly beat South Carolina without AJ? You know, what are your thoughts on it, man?
1: Well, I mean, you know, at this point to, uh... You know, quote something that is is often said, you know, it is what it is. And there's certainly no reason for us, because we'd start sounding like South Carolina fans, you know, if we said, if only this, if only that. I mean, we're not going to have them against South Carolina. We're not going to have them against Arkansas. We're not going to have them against Mississippi State. We've got good receivers, and they're just going to have to step up. We're going to have to game plan without A.J. Green in there. Uh, I think it's going to certainly change a little bit of our offense, and I think it's going to change the way some defenses play us too I
0: mean <laughs> yeah you think
1: you know quite yeah, and you know but i mean i'm not just you know i mean a j was going to have double coverage just about wherever he went, and I really think probably what uh you know Ellis Johnson and maybe some of these other guys are going to do is they're going to use that that extra player that would have been covering A.J. along with somebody else, they're going to move that on up, uh, you know, to stop the run, to do something along those lines. And they may say, you know, beat us with your arm mm-hmm. and uh, beat us with the receivers you got. But, you know, I mean, and A.J. is an exceptional player, you know, but the guys we have year after year after year, we've told this is the best receiver in this state, that state, you know, coming around, and we've got – We've got some good ones. I Absolutely, mean, I mean that, and that's we've where I'm going. we got some
0: hype. That's where I'm going. I mean, you know, AJ Green's a great player, but we got to talk about the we got to talk about the receivers we got, not the receivers we don't have. You know, and I'm not going to sit around wasting my time talking about well, the Alabama guy only got this and this guy only got that. That that none of that crap matters. And it, you're just you're wasting your breath if you think the NCAA gives two craps about what we have to say about whether or not it's fair. We got to right. talk about and the receivers we got.
1: Exactly. Marlon yeah, they're going Brown. To have-
0: Hell, hell, Israel Troop and uh, Chris Durham, and we got Tavares King back this week. I mean, we've got some fantastic, tall, good hands receivers, and those kids need to look at this as an opportunity.
1: This oh, absolutely. Is, this is your chance
0: to step it up, buddy, you know?
1: Yeah. and Sell
0: some jerseys. <laughs> well, no, whoa, 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 no be pun easy intended. on that. I, I, mean, I mean, the school sells some jerseys. Of course, right, of you're course talking the players about don't the get user. to sell anything. Just just the NCAA gets to sell stuff, you know? Right. That, that's you're the way it's set about up.
1: about officially licensed uh, stuff.
0: Yeah, exactly. Far
1: be it from us to ever sell anything that oh, wasn't licensed. Oh, no,
0: hell licensed. no. Oh, that's against the rules, man. It's against the rules. That's against the rules. But anyway, yeah, and Coach Rick, you know, uh, for his credit, you know, I mean sure he's sorry. I know AJ Green's sorry. Coach Rick knows he's sorry. Everybody knows he's sorry. I know he's sorry. Sorry, sorry. He's super sorry. Couldn't he he's sorry. Sorry. But you know what? Man, we got a football game to play. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, this, you know, this he's just he's not part of what we're doing right now. We got to get ready for South Carolina. Now, I completely reject the notion, by the way, that you know we're dead. I mean, it bugs me. Everybody's oh hell, it's the end times, man. We lost AJ. Hell, AJ only played eight games last year. Hell, we should be getting used to not having him. Um, so I I don't know. I'm I'm pretty pissed about this.
1: Well, I mean, you know, it was stupid on his part. Gary. Um You know, there's no telling how many hours are spent, especially with the scrutiny that these kids are under nowadays. Uh you know, just. You don't do anything stupid, but again, they're eighteen, nineteen years old, and I tell you what: if I was suspended for four days of doing or four games for doing anything stupid, I'd probably still be on suspension when I was a kid. Oh, I know.
0: I you mean, know, you're I right. mean,
1: you know, that's part that's part of being, yeah, but you know, an eighteen. But 19 here's the deal, old, old but dog. Again, they've got responsibilities too. I'm not excusing them in any way. I'm just saying, you know. Kids are going to do dumbass things. Unfortunately, this has affected the entire state of Georgia.
0: I know. You know, but here's the thing. We're the school that that they they have this rule because of the 2002 ring deal. You know what I mean? I mean, it, it's, un, it's unforgivable that a player at the University of Georgia could possibly think for a second. It's unforgivable that he's selling freaking merchandise, dude. We're the whole reason for that rule, old dog, is the 2002 ring gate. So, I mean, you know, I just I just cannot believe. Hell, he'd have been better well, off to beat some people up outside of a bar. Hell, he should have gone to South Beach. Hell, go to South Beach. Beat the crap out of some cops or something. There's lots of things he could have done that <clears throat> would have been a lot better for him in terms of punishment well, than selling a jersey. Not-
1: yeah, not only that, but, you know, it had to raise suspicion because who in their right mind would pay $1,000 for anything from the Independence Bowl?
0: Exactly. When I heard it was an Independence Bowl jersey, I'm like, whoa, good, because, you know, up to $300 is no no game suspension. It's only one game suspension. So certainly no one paid more than $300 for a freaking Independence Bowl game jersey.
1: Yeah, But anyway... You yeah, know, let's move on you know it is what it is george is going to appeal it uh you know i've got my fingers crossed that that it, they may you know do it a two or three game who knows if they do or not but you know that's enough said as far as we know aj's not going to play until after the mississippi state game it is what it is and we've got to go with who we got and let's start talking about that
0: so that having said that that fault that this only substantiates my thesis coming into this game, old dog. I want to lay something out there for you. Shoot. I believe this game has all the trappings of the classic, what we like to call, trap game. Now, now follow me on this for a second, because I all believe right. that South Carolina is in danger of getting caught looking ahead. I believe there's a good chance that South Carolina is going to look past us and look forward to the big Furman game coming up next week they've got the Paladins on the horizon and like I said now that AJ's not playing I think classic trap game I think we catch Carolina looking past us and maybe we can sneak up on them what do you think
1: well it it well it well could be because I mean no one gets a bigger head after a win than the South Carolina fans do. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. And,
1: I mean, the game against who did they play? Southern Mississippi, was it?
0: Southern Miss.
1: You know, I mean, it is It's the greatest thing in the world. Steven Garcia has finally lived up to all expectations. He's going to be, you know, the next Brett Favre. Marcus Lattimore is... The greatest running back since George Rogers to ever don a Gamecock jersey, averaging uh,
0: two point seven yards per carry. Way to go! You know they've got
1: Baltimore. you know they've they, they've got a kid with a cool name, Ace Sanders, <laughs>
2: and, Ace. Uh,
1: and and Alshon do everything, Jeffrey.
0: And then my favorite, the girly man, Tory Gurley. Yeah, uh, I love that name. I, I mean, they have some great names at Carolina. Kicker's name suck up and receivers named Gurley, of course suck up has moved on now but still they have some great names over there in columbia
1: oh they do but i mean you know you can count on a couple things uh South Carolina fans are going to be overconfident, and it's going to be hot as forty hells in Columbia.
0: I'm telling you, it's trap game, dude. It's a trap game. I'm telling you. And how about this gamecock arrogance, dude? I mean, they are wringing hands and poo-pooing. Oh, I'm glad we don't have any thugs on our team like AJ Green. <laughs> gamecock fans are so happy with themselves over, you know. <laughs> I mean, they are, it, the height of arrogance is against yeah, and fan.
1: and you know what they need to realize is that you know the kid's not a thug; he's just an entrepreneur.
0: I'm telling you. So, old dog, this marks the third time that both teams are going to meet since 1980. The third time since both teams have been ranked when they played, and um, I'm expecting a big uh, a big game. But you know, St- uh, Spurrier's only beaten Georgia one time. Since he's been back with the Gamecocks. And Coach Rick has never lost in Columbia since he's been with Georgia. So I'm expecting a close game. These games are usually really close. Last year was a weird game because it was a high scoring, special teams kind of crazy thing. But these games are usually, you know, the 12 to 16 variety.
1: I think we're going to see a game hopefully better played but a whole lot more like the last time we played in Columbia. Mm-hmm. Low scoring and the game may turn on a turnover, you know, could be a kick. I mean, I don't – and I may be wrong, but, I mean, I don't think either the, – the strength of South Carolina is their defense. No
0: doubt. And,
1: and their weakness is probably their offensive line. Yes. And – and a quarterback that that you don't know what you're going to get. I mean, you know, one game does not make Steven Garcia a hero. You know, he's the same guy that played in the Pizza Bowl, you know, against Connecticut and looked like he had never seen a football before. Yes. So you really don't know what you're going to get with him. And I am I am hoping with our defensive scheme and the pressure because we know he can't handle that. Right. You know, he he's a he's a tuck and run and then throw the ball away. He's a He's a wild card, and I'm just hoping folks like Justin Houston and some of these other guys can get in his head early, get him thinking, get him hearing footsteps. And if you can do that, then, you know, he's not going to be the calm, cool, collected quarterback that South Carolina thinks they have right
0: now. Yeah, it's it's real easy to be calm, cool, and collected when you're playing on Thursday night. You know, I mean, that's JV night. But on Saturday, we got to raise the stakes a little bit. And,
1: that's when and, that's when the big boys play football. That's
0: when big boys play football, exactly. Now, yeah, we've got a several keys to the victory, and I don't want to talk about their defense and their offense and things like that. But you're right; you hit the nail on the head. Their defense is legit, and Ellis Johnson is a great defensive coordinator. And um, you know, right off the bat, you got to know the the big the the big knock is going to be with not having AJ there is going to allow Ellis Johnson to focus more players in the box. He's going to be—he's not going to be spread out. We're not going to have the threat of AJ out there on the side. So that's going to put at least one more player inside the hash marks that maybe wouldn't have been there if AJ's out on the edge. So, what do you think about our—you know—we've got Sean Ealy back this week. We've got Tavares King back this week. Sturdivant is going to be back as a backup offensive lineman coming off the stomach bug. What do you think about uh, Mike Bobo's plan to uh, stop Ellis Johnson's defense? I mean, well, to get I past Ellis Johnson's defense.
1: I mean, I think, you know, I think what we're looking at is they're going to try to be, you know, as close to 50-50 as they can on pass and run. Cause that's, you know, this, that's this coaching staff's philosophy. Lord knows it's not mine, but anyway, <laughs> that's the way, that's the way it is. And, you know, I mean, that, that's fine. You know, let's put somebody in because I tell you, you know, our, the receivers we have are good. Uh, you know, they, they didn't get to where they are because they were stinking the place up when they were high school players. You're right. And, you know, they're being compared to, you know, a phenom. Sure. And, uh, you know, I I think I think the receivers we've got on the field are just as good, if not better, than the receivers South Carolina could put on there. Well, and what, and yeah. I will take Aaron Murray's. From what I've seen of Aaron Murray in one game against the two – two years or more of Stephen garcia i'll take his decision making over steve garcia's right now absolutely i, I say fine if they want to if they want to stack the box and say, beat us beat us throwing the ball and with your arm, I say, let's let it go. And I tell you, one guy we haven't talked about that I think is just going to wear their Gamecock ass out is Orson Charles.
0: <laughs> I hear you, buddy, because when their, their top linebacker, in fact, the top tackler from last year's team, this kid Shaq Wilson, would be the key cover man on the tight end. He's not there. And the no. guy that they've got backing him up by Coach Spurrier's own admission doesn't really have it all going on upstairs, you know? He's a great physical specimen, but he's not the smartest kid on the field, you know? So, I agree. Orson chart this is... And you you talked about the receivers, our receivers just a minute ago. With maybe the exception of Logan Gray and possibly Chris Durham, the guys we've got still playing for us, kids like Tavares King and Marlon Brown and Rontavious Wooten and Israel Troop, these guys were all-world, you know, 60-star locks coming out of high school. This is their opportunity to step it up, man. Aaron Murray's going to get the ball there, and these kids got to catch it. And, and they need Absolutely. to look at this as an opportunity, you know?
1: And, and I still, I mean, I think, you know, we're going to see, we're going to see a good running game too. Uh, you know, we've got our top two tailbacks back. Uh, you know, I,
0: Caleb King's ankle is fine by the way. The whole twisted yeah, ankle didn't play and, much in the second half. Carlton Thomas replacement thing. His, and
1: Walshon is the guy, you know, he can get you some yards up the middle. Yes. I mean, he's the more bruiser mm-hmm. of the. He's going to take some guys with him and, you know, our strength is our offensive line. Uh, you know, I think we're going to wear them down and, and I think we're going to be running the ball fine. Uh, you know, this was the same tandem that wrote on their chest. I run this state, you know, against Georgia Tech and they did. And I don't see any reason that they won't do it. And, and along those lines too is as good as probably Marcus Lattimore is going to be. And, and I think he is going to be a a darn fine running back as he progresses along. But it's real, real hard to make the jump from high school into college. And we've got a perfect example of that with Caleb King. You know, he was all world everything. You know, he was going to come in and do this and that. And, and not many freshmen come in, especially in a position like that and make a huge, huge difference.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Lattimore is going to be a great back and he was a great back in high school. But as we said, you know, Thursday night, as we documented, Thursday night is just a transition night from high school to college. You know, this week he's got to be a full on Saturday running back against the yeah, Saturday and, defense. And, and
1: again, and he hasn't, he hasn't been hit yet by, well, maybe in practice. Sure. But he hasn't been hit hard by a grown ass man that wanted to take his head off.
0: <laughs> Named Justin Houston or Cornelius like, Washington or Christian, Christian Robinson. Christian Robinson. <laughs> exactly. Or,
1: or Marcus Dobbs. I mean, you know, again, in high school up there at Burns, there weren't a whole lot of 300 pound guys going full bore that can run as fast as he can, you know, knocking him down.
0: Here's my question for you. You also know, how long is it going to be until uh, Lattimore puts the ball on the ground in this game? Because I'm telling you, he's going to put the series. ball on the ground in this game. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. Um, that's, my, that's my prediction for this weekend. Lattimore puts the ball on the ground at least once. Now – as uh, let's talk about a little bit more about our offense. Like I said, I think Ellis Johnson is going to stack the box. He's going to try to stop the run, and he's going to force Murray to make throws to the edge. You know, and our guys are going to have to. These receivers that are left on our team are going to have to step up and make these key catches. And Orson Charles is in that group also. Yeah. Um I also think it's going to be really important to keep up that trend, you know, the one-game trend that we have of really low penalties. We've got to, because this is going to be a hostile environment. It's going to be a super hostile environment. It's going to be loud. There's going to be crowd noise. We're going to have to keep penalties to a minimum. We're going to have to keep our emotions in check on defense and on offense. And we're going to have to win the turnover battle for the second week in a row. Um, what do you think our chances are of getting that done, old dog? Are we going to be able to control the ball and control ourselves in front of that crowd?
1: Well, I think we will. And, you know, again, I think probably some of that is coming from what appears to be certainly on defense a new coaching philosophy. I mean, when was the last time you saw a Georgia defense that didn't have a penalty called on them? I,
0: can't I mean,
1: I, you know, as, as animated as Grantham was on the sidelines, those kids know their position, know what they're doing, and know how to play fundamental football. They're, they weren't jumping around, jumping off sides, doing any of that. I think we're going to be fine on the defensive side of the ball with penalties. And again, you know, on the offensive side, we really cut down on a lot of the things that we were doing last year that cost us, you know, the jumping off sides, the penalties that we had, you know, movement in the backfield, that kind of stuff. I think we're going to be fine on that. I think that is something that probably, you know, Rick tried to downplay it some last year, but you know that had to eat at him. Mm-hmm. And I think that is something that probably we worked on a whole lot more during during spring and fall practice than, than any of us will ever know. Right. Because I, when you are what we were like the, the second to the bottom in, yeah. in penalty yards, we
0: were a number, I, we were ranked somewhere above 100. I can tell you yeah. that. In and I mean, you just turnovers. can't,
1: you know, and you can't win in the SEC doing that, you can't beat yourself. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably driven home to these guys.
0: And I I tell you, everybody talks, I don't know, I'm pretty optimistic about this game. I really am. I, I know it's not cool, it's not fashionable to be optimistic about beating South Carolina all of a sudden. I mean, we're one and four against them since Spurrier's come in. And South Carolina's the chic pick this year. They're so cool and they got everything together. But you look at what we did last year in terms of turnovers and penalties and how bad our defense was. And we still beat these guys last year, you know, four. we gave up 37 points to them and we still beat these guys last year, and that was with when we had you know the the quarterback that nobody wants to talk about anymore, Joe Cox. You know, so um, I mean, I I think we've got better personnel, we've got more experience, we've got a better staff. I I, I think we're going to handle these guys this year. I really do.
1: Well, well, I do too. And I mean, you know, it's kind of a situation where the South Carolina people look at this game. It's a much bigger game to South Carolina people than it is to Georgia people. I would, I would dare say next to the Clemson game for South Carolina, this is the biggest game on their schedule.
0: Without a doubt.
1: You know, we, we are,
0: we're their Florida. Yeah. You're right. You're exactly right. And that's the way they look at it. And the reason for that is one of the big reasons for that is because it's so early in the year. It's an SEC East matchup. The loser of this game. It is in trouble in the East right off the bat. It
1: is, and it's a yardstick for your program. Absolutely. I mean, most years, most years, both teams are starting off with some cupcake, and it's really the first true test they have. You're right. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's going to boil down to, you know, to who, you know, coaching. You right. know, who has their team better prepared, and, uh, you know, I'll take Coach Rick over Steve Spurrier any day.
0: Yeah, I like our guys versus their guys. So let's talk about when – Let's talk a little bit about their offense versus our defense because I think there's some interesting matchups there, and I think we've got some things to exploit. You already touched on the fact these guys – South Carolina has some receivers that are legit. I mean, Alshon Jeffries and Torrey Gurley and this kid, Ace Sanders, who's just a freshman, these kids are legit. I mean, they're pretty good receivers. They're tall. They're fast. They can catch the ball. They're pretty dangerous. The key to stopping South Carolina, as you touched on earlier, is getting in Steven Garcia's face. And, and of course, the way to do that is to get through their offensive line. If you believe, like I do, that their offensive line is suspect, they're on their third O-line coach in three years. If you believe their offensive line is suspect, and don't forget, old dog, that they're really the first team that's going to get to see all that Grantham's got to give, all that Grantham's got to offer in terms of blitz blitz packages and stuff like that.
1: Well, I I agree with you there. And, two, probably one of the keys to good offensive line play is continuity, you know, and and they've had so many people that have shuffled in and out. I think last year they only had two or three games where the same five guys started in the same position. That's right. And then you throw that in with every year you're getting a new coach with new schemes, new this and that. I mean, it's just – that is – The probably their biggest weakness on their offense is their offensive line. And it's certainly, and as we have so many times said, you can't win unless you've got a great offensive line. That's right. And if, if you're looking at your offensive line being your, your weakest link, then that's not a good thing.
0: That's right. So that's going to be, that's going to be our entry. Our blitz packages and Todd Grantham's, you know, defensive brain is going to have to get in that backfield and cause trouble for Steven Garcia early and often. If Justin Houston gets unleashed on Steven Garcia, then I think we're going to be in good shape on Saturday afternoon. Well,
1: we need to get in his head. And and the other thing that's going to happen, too, I mean, our in talking about philosophies, our defensive philosophy has changed as far as the way we attack a receiver because – for the last four years we didn't attack a receiver. I mean, our our game plan on that was give him five yards, give him time to tuck the ball and and run free, and then try to tackle him. Um You know, our guys are covering these guys now. They're engaging at the line of scrimmage. And I'll tell you what, as, as speedy as any wide receiver in the SEC may, may be, they're not going to outrun our DBs. Right. I mean, on a If we don't blow a coverage, as far as just, you know, far as out just running down the field, our DBs can stick with any receiver that they're going to meet.
0: You're right. You're absolutely right. And don't forget, our new defensive backs coach is the same guy that was coaching UConn's defensive backfield that absolutely shut Steven Garcia down in the pizza bowl last year, you know?
1: Absolutely.
0: The last time time Garcia saw this defensive back set up, he didn't like it very much.
1: Yeah. And, and you certainly, and, Connecticut certainly did not have the athletes that we've
0: got back there. No, absolutely not. So the game plan is to pressure Garcia, contain the run, and beat them on offense. You know, I mean, we're just gonna we're just gonna have to we have to run a balanced offense, stay on the field, keep their offense off the field, and just well, it, attack their it, defense.
1: It's something else, something else along those lines too. That that I was very pleased to see last week, and I hope it carries over here. Know your position, know how to play it, and stay there. Because there's going to be a lot of misdirection. We're going to run what the wild cock or whatever they call their offense. <laughs> you know, that sounds like a title to a porno movie, doesn't it? Starring
0: but, Ron Jeremy. <laughs> 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 well, now, now you're dating yourself. But, uh, yeah. Oh, the anyway, wild cock offense. You know,
1: I mean, but, but we're, going, we're going to see some trick plays. And if we stay home, we can handle it. Yeah. You know, we just don't need to over-pursue. Know what you're supposed to do, and be there.
0: I'm just telling you, I'm looking for big things out of Washon Ely, and Tavares King this week.
1: I'm, well, I'm, I'm looking for big things out of Walshon, Ely, because you know he's he's my guy at running back. He's the kind of guy I like. He's big, he's fast, and he doesn't mind sticking his head in there in the middle and carrying some guy two or three yards after he's hit him. And and he's delivering the blow.
0: Right. Well, this week's captains are Sean Chopas and Akeem Dent, Justin Houston and Sean Williams. And I'm telling you, I think we're going to be ready. I'm glad we got this, uh, AJ Green stuff out of the way now. And it's not, we're not sitting around Saturday morning wondering what's going to happen and everything. I'm glad it's settled now. You know, it's, it's Wednesday afternoon, Wednesday night. I'm glad we got it settled. We've got Thursday, Friday and a game on Saturday. The yeah. P- the practices and, that we've know, had so far this week have been really good. AJ's been participating in practice. He's going to continue to participate in practice. And we, we got to get ready to play football on Saturday.
1: Well, there's no doubt. You know, and one thing we haven't talked about in this is, you know, I think this is going to be a close game. You know, I, I hope we run away and, and hide, but I don't think it is because most of these games are close. And I'll tell you this, if it comes down to the kicking game, we've certainly got the edge there.
0: You got that right, buddy. You got that right. And that that's one thing that we've always got and I think that's a huge edge for us. It's a huge edge for us. Having Blair Walsh, Brandon Bogate, and Drew Butler is a huge benefit to our team because those guys are money. So, dog fans, I know this we we're a little flustered in the bunker today. This whole AJ Green thing cuz I want to you know, we want to talk about it, but we don't want to talk about it because talking about it, it ain't doing us no good right now pissing and moaning about it ain't doing nobody no good so this is the show by fans for fans we got a game at noon on saturday against the lame cocks and
1: it's on the deuce
0: it's on the deuce and we've got uh, coach rick taking his unbeaten record down against sprayer hey you know why sprayer wears a visor don't you old dog
1: to hide the circumcision scar.
0: You got it, baby. He's just a little, a uh, little circumcised little fellow over there on the sidelines. But uh, Coach Rick is taking his undefeated record back into williams Bryce, putting it on the line, and I think we're going to be okay on Saturday, dog fans. But it is going to be close, and he's going to be hot.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. It, you can. I think you can pretty much count on both, of, both of those things. That's Certainly, something. hot, hot is a given, and close is a very, very good probability.
0: Oh, dog, you got anything else you want to add to this pregame show, man? That's all you need to know about this game is that it's going to be tough, damn slobber knocker. What else do we need it, to
1: do? There, there's no doubt about it. And, uh, and I tell you, win or lose, we don't need to use AJ as an excuse. Absolutely. I mean, it, it is what it is. And, uh, you know, George's up except for, uh, Three, three years in the 80s, we've never really been a one-man team, and, and we're not now.
0: That's exactly right. Well said, old dog. Well said. On that sobering note, we'll take it out. We'll send it out this week, and uh, we'll be there on Saturday against the Gamecocks at noon on the Deuce. Dog fans, let's strap up for SEC play. Go dogs!
2: Hey, uh, this message is for uh, Derek and Old Dog. Let me just tell you guys, I listen to your show quite a bit, and uh, my my name is Jordan. I, and, and let me first say, I know this is going to piss you off, but I'm a, a fan of the Ohio State University Buckeyes. And Old Dog, you straight pissed me off this past show by saying that Ohio State and Oklahoma and all these these – Top teams in the country only play two or three games that determine their whole entire season. Well, let me just say, that's a load of crap. And you don't know shit. And here's why. Because you look at the SEC and you have two teams. Count them. One, two. Alabama and Florida would be the only two teams in the SEC that I would even be worried about. If your Georgia Bulldogs don't have crap, on Ohio State, on Iowa, or on Penn State, and you say the SEC is this great conference, well, I'm calling your shit on that one, man. And here's the reason. Because if I'm going through an SEC schedule, half, over half the games I'm playing are, are against crap teams. Because, I mean, you look at it and you say, hey, who do we got on the schedule this week, Bulldogs? Oh, we got Ole Miss. Holy freaking crap, I'm worried about Ole Miss. Yeah, right, that's a bunch of crap right there. You look at the the Georgia Bulldogs losing to Vanderbilt. Yeah, that's a tough team. Vanderbilt has been terrible since they opened the school in 1800. You guys, you, you don't have the guts to put this on because you know I'm right. And I'm not saying that every single team in the Big Ten is a great team, but I'm saying that I'm tired of hearing all you Southern people give me all this crap saying the SEC is so good because the truth is, old dog, they're not. The SEC was good in the day, but get your head out of your ass because it is not 1998 anymore. It is the year 2010, and Tennessee is crap, LSU's crap, Auburn is crap, Arkansas is crap. You have Alabama and Florida, and your Georgia Bulldogs are terrible. So put this on the air. I dare you. I'll be listening. Have a good day, guys.
0: Hey, dog fans, I just wanted to come back after putting that call on. That That guy didn't think I'd put his call on, but come on. He's an Ohio State fan. I mean, how can you be mean to an Ohio State fan? It, it, it's like kicking a puppy or something. I mean, really, dude, you're going to call and bash on the SEC. Coming from a school, Ohio State, who has never in school history beaten an SEC team in a bowl, ever. Okay, No, you don't play an SEC schedule, and it's a damn good thing because you're O for 12 against the SEC. Every time you come into contact with an SEC school, when money's on the line or the game counts, you guys lay an egg. So don't tell me about how good things are up in the Big Ten or out in the Pac-10. You know how many ranked teams Alabama has to play this year? Let's talk about this Boise State thing for just a second. Boise State is playing w- one, maybe two, teams in the top 20 all year long, Alabama has to play seven, maybe eight, okay? So when you play in the SEC, dude, you're playing good teams. You can say Tennessee is crap. Tennessee could probably handle Ohio State, though. Hell, for heaven's sakes, we know for damn sure they could handle them if it was a bowl game. So, listen, take your sweater vest and your tie and all that kind of crap and your baked brie or whatever it is you guys do up there and cram it up your butt, okay? Because we play football in the South, and I don't know what you guys do up there. Hey, good news for you is Penn State gets to come down and play Alabama this weekend. We'll see how that works out for them. Go Big Ten. Thanks, guys. Now, here's another good caller from a guy who actually has his head on straight.
3: There, Old Dog, Joshua down in Panama City, Florida. Just calling, uh, say, uh, welcome back. Glad to have the season kicked off again. Good win with the dogs. but looking forward to South Carolina. I got three things for you real quick. Number one, 100. 100 yards rushing. We get 100 yards rushing, we win the football game. Number two, 60 yards returning punts, punt return yards, Brandon Smith. He gets 60, we win the football game. And number one, keep that number one in mind, we're plus one on turnover, Means we got one more than South Carolina when we win the football game. And I just want to leave you with this real quick. Chew on this for a moment. Why won't Rick play AJ Green amid this Jersey Gate scandal? If knowing that it only carries a one game suspension, why won't he just go ahead and play him if the NCAA hadn't come back with their decision yet? I'll let you guys chew on that for a moment. Like I said, go dogs. We're going to win big in South Carolina. And uh, we're going to send Spurrier packing later.